Hi, this is Paul Warren, and you're listening to the Rams Review Podcast. This is the Rams Review Podcast. Discussions, insights, interviews, and analysis. All passion, all Derby Kent. Hello everybody and welcome to the final episode before Christmas of the Rams Review Podcast with your host Jason and I am joined today with just one, Jack Bryan. Jack, uh, nice to see you uh, back on dry land mate, how are we? Good thanks. Yeah, it's uh, yes, it's good. Good to be back with the, the stable internet connections to do this. But uh, I mean, that's provided we don't get some sort of blizzard. There's blizzard warnings coming up as well up here. So joy. But uh, no, it, it should be all right for now. That's more more later on. Just a bit of normal snow at the moment. Right. Yes, it was. Uh, it, it it stretched my editing skills. Your internet connection the other day, I must admit. But uh, you know, we got it out there in the end. We, we didn't lose too much, so that was all good. Um, but yes, nice to about that. I should have thought about that. Yeah, you don't worry about it. Um, but yes, no, nice to have you back on. And it's just us two, Jack. As I say, last one before Christmas. We thought we'd squeeze one more in. Um, talking about obviously we're recording this for Friday morning, so we'll cover. Last night's victory against Lincoln. We'll look ahead to the Boxing Day fixture, and then uh, which is uh, Wigan away, and then hopefully we'll have another pod out after the Wigan game, ready for the Oxford one, and tying into uh, into the new year. So, just a shortened episode this week. Well, this this episode should I say? There's going to be three or four episodes out over the next ten days or so. So plenty of Derby County content, and as I say, the main talking point, Jack. Last night, um. In what was a very wet and cold, windy Pride Park, um, I have to say I thought Derby were awful uh, for the first half an hour. Didn't particularly think we did anything in the game. I, I thought Lincoln had the better of the first ten, but I don't really remember them having a shot. Um, and I was talking to my mate at half time, even when you know we're one nil up. Uh, sorry, when it's one all, and I'm saying, Do you know. He thought Saturday was bad, but this is worse. And he said, no, 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 I don't think it is. And I must admit, I rewatched the highlights this morning. Now, I know, obviously, highlights are there to pick out the best things. We actually created a little bit more in that first half than I thought we actually did. Um, and if not for a couple of smart saves or, you know, last-ditch last tackles, Derby could have been much more comfortable in that first half, again, without really feeling like we were comfortable in the game. Um, and of course, the goal comes. It's uh, it's a it's a cracking strike from from Huran. You know, something that you I wouldn't say expect, but you know, it's something that he's got with that left foot, cracking um, a cracking effort. And then, you know, Joe Ward. I really don't know what he's doing again for the second time in four days. I mean, the ball a the ball's running out, and b Nelson's got it covered, and then he just decides to lunge in. I mean, I was down in the uh, I was outside in the concourses grabbing a beer when it happened, and we heard we heard the cheers go up, and then somebody shouted, "Oh, they've got a penalty!" And then I saw the replay of it, and I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Um, but we'll talk a bit more about Joe Ward in a, in a little bit. But 
you know, they convert the penalty. So we go in at half time 1-1, one, one, Jack, and I'm, and I'm stood there with some of the lads who I've got a season ticket with and, and just thinking, you know, it, it's an opportunity. This is very much like Saturday and a little bit apprehensive about what the second half was going to bring, which obviously turned out to be actually a good, a decent half of football. But concentrate on that first half, Jack. And as I say, I was I was bitterly disappointed watching it live. Look back at it on highlights, it didn't look all too bad. But still, that's that's another game at home. It's it, it was a shaky start, and we just didn't we just didn't get our first gear, did we? No, I mean I think both uh, both halves followed a kind of similar pattern initially, with a sort of very slow lacklustre first 10-15 minutes and I think obviously the first half took longer to get going than that really but that's when we started to get a little bit of foothold and yeah I mean there were some you know some decent crosses you know Joe Ward was a threat down at right hand side but a lot of them were wayward but you kind of saw a little bit of intent there after a little while because there was that chance first real chance of the game came after 16 minutes or so with the full side spool forward, Sparkhazen, a little bit fortunate. He caught that back to third. And yeah, that went out for a corner off a Lincoln defender. And that was, you know, until the goal, that was the only real, real moment. Uh, and then the goal came at, with, in, you know, again, a little bit of luck because it was just another ball forward from Joe Ward into Collins takes a bit of a deflection and bounces back to Hurahan just kind of inside the box and left foot. Brilliant finish. I mean, I tweeted it last night. Uh, yes, I'm still calling it tweets. Um, and it's trademark on a Hurahan. It's what we know he can do. That is the range where we expect him to, to be doing that sort of thing. And it's something that I know I've banged on about in previous episodes. But... You know, we need him in those sorts of areas more. I feel like as much as, yeah, he's a really good little option, kind of screening the back four and sort of linking the play up there. <laughs> this threat that he has by playing him there. So it was nice to see him get into that position and give us a, a reminder as he opened his account at Pride Park. The season, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you're right. It, it is almost vintage kind of all around. And you're right. <clears throat> it is quite a talking point that, um, you know, where, we, where is he best fitted? He's, he's great to have on, like you say, sort of the base of, I know it's not a diamond, but sort of the, the base of the centre circle because it can dictate play. But then, you know, in and around the 18-yard box, 20 yards, if anything does fall to him on his left foot, he is going to have a crack. And we, we've seen over his career, he knows how to put it in the back of the net. And I thought it was, again, uh, it was obviously North North Stand uh, goal, whereas obviously I'm in the South. So, you know, you get a pretty decent view of it. And it wasn't until you watch it on the highlights, it, the way that he's hit that and the trajectory of the ball, it's, it's just rising. And it, it's such a sweet strike on the, on the volley. He's not even taking a touch. Um, I mean, yeah, that was... And it was needed, Jack. Like you've just mentioned, it was... Derby needed something. Lincoln, they huffed and puffed. I mean, but I don't really, I, I, I cannot re- recollect a, a real opening um, that, that they had. And like you say, Derby, they were they were pumping balls into the box, but just 
from every set piece, every corner that we created in that first half, it's straight into the key goalkeeper's hands, which, okay, you know, yeah, you give him, give him good dues there for, for dominating his area. And then, like you say, that the only, the, the main sort of thing in that first half was, was that Max Bird chance. And I actually think the keeper gets a, gets an hand on that, you know, um, very much a reaction save, um, you know, an, in, an inch either side of him and it, it flies into the back of the net and it, an early goal changes games and, and the complexion of the game could have been a lot different. Um, but yeah, like you say, Joe Ward, he, he, he's putting balls in there. Colo had a, he did have a tough time. I like Lincoln's back line is, is pretty solid. I know that I w- went on the Stacey West podcast um, to to preview it. And, you know, they have got some pretty decent center offs. And I have to say Collins didn't, I mean, he battled away, but he didn't really get much change out of him um, at the center offs there. So it's not, it's not surprising, but yeah, for that deflection to just drop down and, and, and find Connor's boot, you know, is great. And so, yeah, we, we saw some of the good of Joe Ward. And then, as I said, a minute ago, we saw, we saw the bad of Joe Ward as well, Jack, to to end that first half. I mean, I really don't know what he's doing making that challenge. Uh, he, he obviously very something very similar in a in a different circumstance. Saturday did did the same thing. I mean, that is just ridiculous. And I would I say watching the highlights again this morning, as soon as he's made the challenge, I think he walks past Bark. I mean, he walks past Barks, I think, and Joe Ward shaking his head at Barkhouse and just doesn't doesn't know what to look at. And it's like. Especially when there's the cover there, uh, you know, and if that if he, I suppose this this is probably still up for debate. Is he a fullback? Is he a wingback? Is he a, a more of a, a winger type thing? I mean, for me, he is more of a, a winger than a defender. And I mean, it's his fault, really. Um, from the offset, n- n- never mind his challenge, Jack. The the ball goes down the left. He's not took his runner. I mean, I think it, whoever goes across with him, I'm, I'm not sure who it is. He's screaming to tell. Joe Ward to, to drop in um, and he just hasn't and he, he's let him get that two yards ahead and now we know obviously Ward's got a bit of pace about him but it all it it's it's very it's very poor defending um, for me and I think that does coincide obviously with Niambe not being uh, hasn't been available for the last couple I think it does show that maybe something we'll move on to as well in a bit that Niambe is the option at, at right back. I don't think there is any other sort of questioning about that. I think that right hand side sort of does itself. And obviously, Kane Wilson, somebody will very much mention in the in the second half um, because he basically came on and changed the game. I thought for Derby, um, but to give away two penalties in in the space of what four days, five days, Jack, with two very very silly challenges, um, and obviously he got oiked off at half time. You'd have to say that's probably the reason why, and I don't think one would have been uh, one would have been pretty happy with giving one away yet again on the stroke of half time and giving Lincoln a foothold back into a game which they'd not really been in. I would say this this one's worse from Ward than the than the William one was because this one, I mean, the ball looks like it might even trickle out for a for a goal kick or something. You know, it's he has he's, he's not. Not tracked his his man, and then yeah, it's just needless. I just, you know, I was obviously doing the socials last night, and as I was, you know, obviously posting stuff, I was also just seeing everybody's reactions across social media, and the consensus was just, "What the heck?" <laughs> like to you know, 
keep this PG. But um, I, I mean, yeah, just and I think what that shows us is Ward has been described, and he's described when he first signed, and he said himself he's a right-sided player, and he says you know he can kind of play anywhere down that right flank. There's also things he said in the past where he said he's not a right back. Right? Now, I wonder whether this has kind of shown that these last couple of games. And I think, yeah, right wing back, absolutely. Winger, wide midfielder, absolutely. But he's clearly not as comfortable, certainly, in a back four. And I think that's where Niambe is, you know, is crucial for us. He's so defensively solid, um, which gives Ward or Wilson in front of him that license to go and do things similar to what Wilson did in that second half, but actually from a more advanced starting position. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mentioned it on the pod a couple of weeks ago. Um, if hopefully we can keep hold of Niambe, and he, he is the first choice at right back. It then doesn't really matter between Kane Wilson and Joe Ward. They've both got qualities going forward to play as really a right winger. And then that means Mendes Lang shifts on to the left, which we know he can do. And then that, you know, that bolsters the left hand side. Because again, last night, obviously, Barkhausen's involved on that side. Um, and we're just not seeing. OK, he's had two in two. Maybe what I'm about to say is a little bit harsh. He's obviously got two. He, got, he had two in two before last night. But again, he's not... He, he's he's put that one into Bird. Fair enough. I I, I need more from Barkhausen for me. Uh, and I, I've said that a couple of times now. And I've, I've also mentioned I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be a Derby County player um, at, by the end of the window, if if I'm honest. To be, I think he is. I wouldn't say surplus to requirements, but I think if there was any sort of sniffing interest, I've got a feeling you know that could well be the case. I mean, I think it was well highlighted in the summer, wasn't it? That it was sort of the option was there if he if he wanted to he wanted to go. I think he, he did an interview. I don't know if it was BBC Radio Derby or or Rams TV, and he openly sort of said, you know, I was I was sort of told it's it's up to you if you want to stay or not. Um, and so, you know, that to me isn't somebody who obviously warns that keen on staying around. And I think he's at the moment he's in the team, obviously, because we don't really have that other option on the on the left hand side. So I think, as you say, with Niambe, if we can keep hold of him, it means Kane or or Joe can stay on that right hand side. Mendes Lang's on the left. Obviously, Callum Elder come on for the final couple of minutes last night. He's building hopefully back and he doesn't have another breakdown and obviously you've got Fozzie on the left. All of a sudden, you've got both sides, both flanks. I mean, even if you do manage to then get one in for that left-hand side, that's a very um, that's a very strong both sides, I'd, I'd say. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but you certainly can't have somebody playing at right-back that can't defend... It just it it can't it it's it's just too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Now I'm not saying he can't defend, but obviously he's not he's not particularly um, quietened the critics down. I know it was one thing that sort of Peterborough fans said in the summer when we signed him, and obviously we we asked some questions about what he was like, and it's well, cracking going forward, cracking putting a ball in, 
but he, you know his defensive side lets him down. And I think whilst obviously we haven't seen a great deal of him this year because of injury in the in the minutes that we have sort of seen him, that's that's kind of being highlighted a little bit. And um, you know we don't it, it it cost us two points on Saturday. It could have cost us again yesterday. Uh, sorry, last night. Um, but it didn't, Jack. That that second half, and say Kane Wilson comes on, and I like the I like the comment that uh, Paul Warren made in his in his press conf uh, in his post match that when Kane Wilson turned into a fifteen year old schoolboy and wanted to take everybody on, that's the best of Kane Wilson. And I mean yeah. the, t- the turn that he did, we'll, we'll sort of jump ahead a little bit, but the, the the dummy and the turn that he did on the defender to put the ball in for Collins's third for the third and Collins's goal. He's just brilliant. He brought that bit of energy. He brought that. He brought something different, um, and and he did. It did change the game, Jack. For me, I mean, Lincoln yep. started that second half better than Derby did. With again, without particularly creating anything, and then Derby managed to get that foothold in. We started to create that little bit more. We got goals change games. That's a cliche. We score at a very good time, obviously with Wilson from a set piece. Um and and then you know we we see it out with the third, it that second half became routine again, um and again without Lincoln really ever knocking on the door, but it just without Wilson's interjection in that second half, I just didn't see, I didn't see the game going in Derby's favour, and it, it you know it, it could have easily fizzled out into a into a one-one draw, and we'd have been looking at two points out of two home games, and we'd have been. We'd have been a little bit disappointed, even though I mentioned on the pod with you a couple of weeks ago that I'd have taken that to keep the unbeaten run going. But um, I think on the on the face value of the two games and the opposition and the way that they play, I mean, coming away with with only four really is a bit criminal. Um, the fact that we have still got points on the board is great. But yeah, Kane Wilson in that second half, Jack, he just he just changed the game, didn't he? Yeah, I mean that's what someone with his level of technical ability can can do isn't it I mean that that comment made made my notes as well I mean yeah I mean the exact the exact wording so uh it was that Ward was uh Ward was pleased with Wilson with his goal uh first 10 minutes I thought he played a bit safe but once he played his uh played with his I'm the best kid at school attitude which I love about him he's like really unplayable and difficult to stop and you know what I don't think anyone can disagree with Paul Warren there. It is, it is. It's just that confidence about him. There's an air of confidence where he knows just how good he is. And we we definitely saw that with the turn for the third goal. You know, it's just, he just makes those sorts of things, I've probably said it before, makes him look effortless, doesn't he? It's yeah. just, just top class and just natural for him, isn't it? But, and that's something that not many players in this team, but also, I guess, in this division on the whole, necessarily have. Absolutely. I mean, I, I remember when he first came in, obviously, he, he'd got that niggling injury. And I remember a, a mate who sits with me when he come on and he went, Jesus Christ, he's just, he's not a footballer. He, he, just his style. But actually, he's, he's arguably been one of the most consistent performers, Jack, in the side. So when when he's been in it, it's very harsh, uh, uh, you know, to, to say it like that. I mean, he, he has got a an unorthodox style, I suppose. 
Um, it doesn't seem like he's got a lot of control about him and his, in his feet, but he has. I mean, we said that about Wanchop, you know, years and years ago, you watched the way that he used to dribble, and but it was that he was that technically, he was technically gifted, and sometimes it comes across as, as not so much. But no, I, Kane Wilson's a player that's really growing on me in a Derby shirt, Jack, and at the end of the day, he's he's having an impact, and that's obviously, that's what they brought him for. So if, if it's unorthodox stylings or not, you know, if he's doing his job, if he's getting down, if he's making the runs, which he does do, he gets to the baller, he can take players on. He's he is a very, very good dribbler of the ball, I'll say that. Um, he's making differences, he's, he's creating chances, and obviously as well last night, he, he scored a goal from a set piece. You know, he's a tall lad as well, he's a, he's a big lad as well for what he, you know, for, for some of the close control that he's got. Um, and as I say, I'd, he's almost... He's, he's a di- obviously he's a different option. He's a different style of player to to Mendes Lang or Barkhausen or, or another forward thinking sort of option. So again, another a different option. And last night it, it paid dividends. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with Kane Wilson is you say his style's unorthodox, but I think it's also the sort of thing that we're seeing more and more with modern day wing bats in terms of the attacking prowess and from being required to have this level of technical ability going forward. Uh, I mean, if comparing him to one shot doesn't doesn't show the, the evolution of the position in the last decade, 15 years or, or whatever, then uh, I don't know what it does, because it is. It's, you know, it's, it's crazy. But I think, if you think back, in the West Brom Academy, he was a central midfielder. Uh, I think he... He was obviously moved out to right back. And I think what we see from him in terms of his position on the pitch and stuff is almost, and I'm not saying this in terms of ability, not in the slightest, you know, he's, but I guess the story almost has a few parallels to someone like Trent Alexander-Arnold in that he's started in midfield, then moved to right back. And you can see some of that skill set in the way he plays even when he's playing at right back. Uh, obviously, he's played further forward for us because, you know, when he, even when he's playing right back, he's wanting to get into those advanced positions. In the Bristol Street Motors Trophy game, I think it was against Wolves on the 21s, he did play in midfield for that final half hour or so. He's played on the left flank as well. Um, he played left wing back against Crew. There's, there's so many options with him. And I think, yeah, he, he clearly makes a difference. And I've seen a fair few people say, if we could get, Niambi, uh, Ward and Wilson all into the team we'd be laughing and having three right backs of this quality after not having an out and out right back last season is a change enough but them being at a point where we're thinking we need to find a way to get them all into the team and it not being impossible to be honest I think there's there's definitely ways to do it um, is is testament to the to the ability there and I think I think the way you do that is uh, with Kane Wilson's versatility or playing, I guess, a back three with wing bats and wingers and playing Niambi on the on the right side of that back three. But but yeah, I think he's he is, he's looking really good and just making a difference every time he plays. And I think that's something we need to stick with. I just thought with regards to Barkes and just to go back to that for a second, um 
something with him is the previous two games in which he scored, they were both substitute appearances. He got the start last night and didn't really show as much, did he? So, especially with the form of someone like Kane Wilson, start him, keep Barcades and as a, an impact sub would be, you know, seems to be the, the better option at the moment. So as much as Wilson changed the game when he did come on, if we can have him for 90 minutes, then that's ideal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right, yeah, but but really, again, he's in that Sibley category, isn't he? He, he? he does a little bit coming off the bench, gets the start and, and goes sort of goes wanting a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would I would fully agree with everything that you've just covered there. And as I say, just just to finally wrap up on, on last night, uh, Kane Wilson again involved in that third goal. And for, for every Derby fan who obviously we do scream out that we, we want another striker, we want another option, and I would fully agree with that. You can't ask for any more from the finish that James Collins did, Jack, last night. He took the ball, he, he's worked it well. I mean, I'm sure, I think it was Barkhausen on the, who would have been screaming for for the square there. But at the end of the day, when, you, when you're a number nine and you're a goal scorer at home in front of the South Stand bearing down on goal, you are only going to do one thing and shoot. And it's just a good job that he obviously yeah, he found the bottom corner. But that, that's a finish. That's a finisher's goal, isn't it, Jack? It, it, it's it put icing on the cake. Another league goal for him. And you know, okay, he's not one in two. But when chances do fall to him like that, and have done over the course of the season, he does put them away more often than not. Um, whereas you think a Mendes Lang. Obviously, he had one last night. He's one on one, and you'd think in the street that he's on, he would have he would have took that away. And we know over the last eighteen months, normally he does. Sometimes he does took them away. Sometimes he doesn't. Whereas I think when Collins, okay, he has the glaring miss against Leighton Orient, doesn't he? A um, couple of weeks ago, but in that position, he, he he does find the back of the net more often than not. And obviously, that's one of the reasons why he he is a he is a well known goal scorer. And I thought he took it really well, Jack. Yeah, I mean, I think the best way to sum up the goal is teed up brilliantly and finished just as well. You know, it's a great, a great strike to finish. And I think, you know, Barclays and Lost there screaming for uh, for, the, for the square. Now, if that's a Premier League game, then and that's our match of the day, then it cuts back to Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer sat there going, would you have passed in that situation? No. Would you? No. You know, no striker is is, is going to, as you say. Um, and when, when he takes it as well as he did, you can't begrudge him that. That's one of those where, as a forward, you've got to back yourself. Obviously, if you miss that, then you're going to get a few pelters. But, but yeah, he's he smashed it, really, uh, with, how, with how he finished it. It's great, great little pitch. And, and yeah, I think... The other thing with Collins, so he's got eight goals and 21 in the league. And I guess the thing worth saying is, yeah, he's not one in two, as you say, but he he also offers more than that in terms of his work rate. And what's that potentially facilitating for bringing the wide players into play? Be that Mendes Lang, be that someone like Kane Wilson from even deeper back at the fullback. Does that, you know... Is that making a difference? If we had somebody else in the team at the moment, how does that change the game? Um, so, so yeah, and I think 
yeah, we'd like another striker. When does when does a football fan not want their team to sign another striker? Okay, maybe Erling Haaland at City and Harry Kane at Bayern, and that's probably it. Um, yeah, I'd, but, I'd take either of those, Jack, if they're if they're available. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying we're signing them. I'm saying they're the only ones. They're the only ones who I can think where the clubs probably don't need another, don't want another striker. Probably happy with what they got, but uh, but yeah, they'd be nice. I did think last night. Uh, the uh, the Derby admin just tweeting Kane when he scored was uh, a bit weird. That'd be that'd be nice if that was Harry, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But no, you, you're right. It, it's, I mean, one of the things I wanted before we, the last five minutes, and we we look ahead to that Boxing Day fixture against uh, Wigan. I mean, uh, I think Lee Curtis actually put it out uh, on a post on X this morning. Um, I think Ryan Conway has also mentioned it on on social media over the last sort of um, twelve hours, twenty four hours since the game. Um, Paul Warren said it in his post match interview. He, he wasn't too impressed with the way Derby played. We obviously would, we were disappointed with the performance against Wickham. I wouldn't say we were fantastic last night. Are we at a point, Jack, where we've just got to accept this actually might be? The, the level of Derby County. We keep saying there's another gear. They can go on another gear. We think these players have got another gear. But inconsistent, consistently inconsistent, is that, are we just being a bit too expectant? Is this the level that we're at for, at, at League One? Is this the quality of League One? The players that we've brought in, no disrespects, aren't playing in the championship for a reason. Is 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 this you know? Can, do we ha- as fans do we have to kind of drop that we expect to be better than this? Because at the end of the day, we've been mediocre all season, really. Um, but we sat third in the table. You know, do do we have to accept that this? It probably is. This is the level now. Yeah, I mean, I think you know the the whole idea that oh well, Derby's a big club for League One, so we should walk the league. Based on that and that alone is is obviously ridiculous. But with the with the players we've got, you know, pretty big budget for the league, some some good signings. Yeah, you'd, you'd expect them to do well. I think, I think if this is the level, and it's it's working with grinding that result, if that gets us up, fine, absolutely. Um, I mean, something Paul once said on on Saturday. Uh, maybe stands to this. Uh, you know, he said to come, to come away not playing well and winning is a sign of a really good team. And that that's valid. Uh, after Saturday, obviously with the late penalty, he then said, so maybe we're just an echelon down. Maybe that's the case. Maybe we're just that one bit below being, you know, title contenders or whatever. But But yeah, you know, when you're in form, when you're on a run, you've just got to grind out results sometimes. And, you know, to, to do well in any division, you've got to do that. But if this, you know, a couple of signings and things could, if they're right in January, could take us to the next level. But for now, I think this is where we're at. I mean, I, mean, I said this at the start of the season. I was thinking best case is probably upper end of the playoffs unless we we kind of nail it with with the transfers was kind of what I said before the first game of the 
season. So, you know, with the rest of that window and then January. And that's that's kind of where we are. And I think it's probably about right. I mean, you've got Portsmouth who are flying. Uh, John Massimo doing a great job there. But, yeah, if you look at the table now, a point behind Peterborough, level on points with Oxford, who have both played 21 games also. They obviously all, most teams play this weekend. So they'll go a game ahead of us again. Bolton, we've now played a game more than they're only a point behind us. If they win, they go up above us. And we've got game in hand on Stevenage before the weekend, level on points. So yeah, if results go, other results go against us this weekend, we could drop down to sixth. But really, I mean, sneaking second is, is, is close now. I don't, I think people are going to do well to catch Portsmouth, whoever they, uh, whoever it is on the, the run. They've been on in the league, although they did lose five two at home to Wimbledon in the EFL Trophy on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, you know, that's, as I said, that's a seven point gap between them and second place Peterborough. But, but yeah, I mean, it's not always the most exciting thing to watch, but we're, we're getting results, and I think this is also where we are. Paul Warren's teams are more efficient than than you know attractive to watch historically and if that gets us up then great yeah no it, it, yeah that is a valid point that the the plan is to get up um you've mentioned the league there i was obviously looking at the league peterborough where have they sort of uh come from you know what i mean it, I, I noticed obviously they were second and you're like christ they've they've crept upon us obviously that yeah. all means that that run over christmas means we play um, two out of the top, well, probably it'll be two out of the top six and two out of the top four potentially in Oxford and uh, yeah, in Peterborough. So uh, yeah, a very very busy uh, Christmas back end Christmas New Year period. But for the final couple of minutes, two minutes on the uh, on the on the Zoom, Jack, we we look ahead um, to Boxing Day and Wigan. A couple of weeks ago, we sat there and we said if we could get to that fixture unbeaten. We'd be happy if we could get there with a couple of more wins. Looking at those two home games, we'd we'd be comfortable. Well, Derby have achieved that. They they are on a, a good run. You you can't deny them that. It should be seven out of seven. It's not. It's six out of seven. Going to a team that I mean, I remember when obviously when they came to Pride Park opening game of the season uh, with the points deduction and everything. I thought Wigan were a decent. I thought Wigan for that first for for an opening day fixture. I thought they were a good side, Jack. I really did. Obviously, they they really ploughed into that uh, points deduction quickly, but then they've sort of gone a little bit more, sort of mellowed out a little bit, a little bit more mediocre, and obviously they're, they're hanging around mid table. But still, going to Wigan on Boxing Day, it's going to be a tough test for Derby. Yeah, it's it's definitely not an easy place to go. If you take the points deduction away, they would be tenth, just a point behind Lincoln, having played two games less than them. So, you know, you're expecting a similar sort of level of game, perhaps, based on that. But I think I think this Wigan team as well, something that, that struck me at the, the start of the season was the amount of youth in that team as well. That where, you know, not maybe this season, maybe down the line, they should get, get better. And I think... Yeah, it's, it's certainly it's certainly not an easy game with kind of expectation. Perhaps it's a bit of a banana skin as well. If you look at their home record, six wins, one draw, three losses. So they've got nineteen points at home and just the four just the four on the road. So oh no, they've 
that's with the points deduction factored into that, it seems. No, so they've got 19 at home and then 12 on the road. So, you know, they're they're a decent home outfit. They've only they've only lost three times at home all year. It's it's not gonna be easy, that's that's for sure. Those losses, Charlton and then also Portsmouth, which you know, you could expect them to lose. And then Barnsley, who are who are a solid side just outside the playoffs. So so yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna be easy. No. Derby are definitely gonna to have to be on their metal to to continue um the form that they're in. And I mean again, you know, you look at it and you think, well, you're on that run of wins. We're getting to that time where we've got if we really want to challenge for that top two, it is wins that we need. Um but I'd be again I'd be happy to navigate these three. If you if you can come away with four or five uh, great, I mean six would be brilliant and anything above that obviously would be excellent and would really put us in good stead for January but at the end of the day we, we shall see uh, but time is running out this is the as I say that this is the last one until after the Boxing Day fixture Jack thank you very much and I want to say to everybody, everybody listening it's a Merry Christmas from the Rams Review and until next time up the Rams Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Rams Review podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch, we're on Twitter at RamsReview1. Our Facebook is Rams Review Podcast. Or you can drop us an email, ramsreview at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, up the Rams.